Hey, this is Darren from the Superpowered Fancast, and this episode is brought to you by Montcast. Now, um, Montcast is uh, hosted by Scott Monteith, and it is a brand new podcast covering video game news and esports. And I am interested in both. I'm a huge, uh, a huge gamer. I'm not a good gamer, but I am a huge gamer in that I don't quit and I keep playing, even though I always lose. But I love video games. I love esports. It's it's probably one of the the fastest growing markets in in the world right now. I mean, with television and everything. But uh, Montcast is going to cover all that. It's going to cover video game news and esports. And it's a great, it's definitely a great show. So you should, you should definitely check it out. If you want to uh, listen to the latest episode right now, you can go to uh, twitchclub.com slash Montcast. There's going to be a link in our uh, episode description. So you definitely go ahead and click that. But um, give them a try. It's a, it's a great show. I've listened to the first two episodes and I found it incredibly informative, especially uh, as a, as a really bad gamer. <laughs> but a gamer nonetheless. So definitely um, uh, listen to uh, Montcast, uh, twitchclub.com slash Montcast. Uh, you will not regret it. Yeah, that's it. That's Welcome to another episode of the Superpowered Fancast. Uh, this is Darren, and I just wanted to let you know. I mean, I'm just not even going to bury the lead and and tell you what this episode is going to be about. Uh, this is episode 39, and even though there's been a lot of news that's uh, that's happened this week, the the biggest news is, of course, uh, the premiere of Black Panther. Now, I have seen this movie twice already. I'm I'm jockeying to see it again this weekend to take my kids. Um, I loved it. I absolutely love the love this film, and I'm not. Uh, I'm going to be probably like saying a lot of, giving it a lot of praise, giving it high praise, and I'm sure you've heard the praise from people on the web. People have seen it, like uh, professional critics and things like that, who talked about how much they love the movie, and I'm no different. I thought it was a great film. Uh, I thought it was a great film. And when I say film, I mean like beyond just being a comic book movie. I thought it had great action. I thought it had great characters. I thought ultimately it had great story. And I think that's the thing that kind of, that's kind of like attracted me to keep going back and seeing it is the fact that it had an amazing story. Like there were, I mean, every character had his or her moment and everyone was fully realized for the most part. Like I, I never got a sense that one character, one character's story was, was sacrificed for the sake of an, of another. I think they all kind of, uh, they all had their moments to shine and they, from, from start to finish. And I thought it was amazing. I think that's the reason why it's, I think that's one of the reasons why the film has, has resonated with so many people is that it has just given uh, it has not only shown uh, you know shown uh, African American and African people of African descent people of color it's not only giving those positive that positive representation uh, 
but it's also a, just a great film overall. I think that's uh, I think that's that's one of the things that's amazing about it. And I can't, and I'm not the only one. I mean, at this point, it's been out since uh, it's been out since Thursday of last week. At right now, it's sitting at uh, $520 million worldwide. And that's the worldwide box office. That's not the U.S. And that's and it's on track to dominate this weekend as well. And that's you know that's a rare thing. That's a that's a gift. That's something that's a, that's amazing. But. We're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about Black Panther. We're going to talk about the film, but you can't talk about Black Panther without talking about the history of Black Panther. And and, and I'm going to make it short, but you know it's 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 a great story. I've always loved it, and uh, I have been a fan of the comics for many years. I've gotten back into the comics. I've gotten back into Marvel after uh, Secret Empire, and um, I'm loving uh, a Ta-Nehisi Coates run on uh on black panther i'm I'm loving the rise of the black panther Uh, i'm i'm interested in these stories and i'm and and i'm reading them and i just want to see uh where it goes but but it's a great character from a great history and um the first thing you need to know is that uh black panther was created by stan lee and jack kirby and you know the the legends uh in the industry and very Progressive for their time in in 1966 for uh, two Caucasian gentlemen to create a black uh, a black superhero, and his first appearance was in Fantastic Four number 52 uh, in July of 1966, and he's had his own book on and off. Like some of his best stories are the uh, the Jungle Adventures. Um, uh, Kirby left and went to um, DC and then came back and uh, to Marvel and, and wrote and drew uh, the character again. And uh, just uh, he's had some really interesting, some really good runs. The uh, Reginald Hudlin uh, was in charge, uh, was in charge of for a while recently. And just from a from a character perspective, they they've done a really good job of. Um, of kind of keeping him, uh, keeping him dignified but also giving him great stories to tell and even when and they you know of course there have been some stumbling blocks i mean it's going to happen when you um (laughs) when he kind of abdicates the throne to become an avenger but at the same time it's still some some great uh it's still some great storytelling so that's that's one of the things i've uh, i've loved about the characters is really just a great storytelling and um you know he's he's the king of Wakanda, of a, a fictional African nation who uh, has a, um, and I mean I guess I can't talk about because the uh, the film does such a great job of telling the story. Uh, I'm going to talk about it from the film perspective, so I don't have to go over the same ground twice. I guess so. Um, the film is about. Uh, T'Challa, and it takes place a a week after the events of Captain America: Civil War. So it's right after uh, his father T'Chaka is killed in a terrorist attack, and it um, he has to come home. And oh, I'm just gonna let you know up front: they're gonna be spoilers. I'm gonna spoil some stuff. So if you haven't seen the movie, stop now, go see it 
come back and come back and listen or come back and watch the episode on YouTube. But um, I'm going to spoil some stuff. I'm just going to say I, I love uh, I love this movie and be talking about it a lot. But he comes back to um, to Wakanda. Uh, he makes a side trip uh, to pick up uh, to pick up Nakia, who is a woman who he has a uh, who he has feelings for, and apparently everyone knows. But he apparently uh, Nakia is his ex, and they make a really good point of uh, of kind of you know ribbing him for for that, and that's. Uh, and that's fun. So you have like people, uh, you have people like his sister who, uh, his sister Shuri, who is kind of you know, ribbon for for wanting uh, Nakia around. And then you have uh, Okoye who like just that scene in the trailer where she goes, "Don't freeze." Like you don't see the second part, which is "Don't don't freeze when you see her." So that's what she's talking about because, and that's a that's a really funny scene. So if you get a chance, like. I mean, if you've seen it, you've seen it, but you get a chance to see it. Definitely, uh, definitely too. That that scene is is very funny and very fun. It shows like some of the some of the really fun um, comedic moments uh, in the movie itself. But uh, what happens then is that he uh, he takes his place as king. He is challenged um, by uh, Umbaku. Uh, played by Winston Duke, and he defeats him. But he, so he takes his place as king, and they decide that they're going to go after uh, Ulysses Claw, uh, played by Andy Serkis. And Claw has, you know, eluded them in the past. Uh, he's had, you know, he's, um, he's stolen vibranium. Uh, he's the, he's kind of like the, the, the big bad, if you really think about it, but not if you look at uh, at Eric Killmonger. Like Eric Killmonger is actually kind of the big bad in the film, and we're going to talk more about him later. But um, T'Challa has to deal with has to not only track down Claw, but also deal with being king and also having to deal with the loss of his the loss of his father. And those things are complicated when. A uh, when Eric Killmonger comes on the scene and decides to try, he's going to try and find his way to Wakanda. And it turns out that he has a connection not only to Wakanda but also to the royal family. So that's a uh, that's a great story. I mean, if you really want to kind of break down uh, the story itself, I, I I look at it as like a a Bond film mixed with a Shakespearean tragedy because there's some really great Bond film spy elements and, and, and action sequences and which are, which are amazing to see. But there are also some really great human moments, just really great um, moments of character development and character, uh, character driven content and conversation. Like my, my favorite films my favorite films. So my favorite moments in the film are just kind of like the vision quest moments. And I don't know if you mean it's, it's a weird transition. Like if you, um, because the, the action is amazing. You get to see some, some really great action. The story is amazing. The depth of the story is amazing. The characterizations are amazing, but 
just some of those moments when it's uh, when it's just T'Challa talking to T'Chaka, and especially that moment when uh, when Eric has his own kind of vision quest, and he speaks to uh, and he speaks to his father. Uh, Unjobu, and there's just some some great moments there that are that are heartfelt and and are heartfelt and human. And normally in a normally in an action film, you would kind you wouldn't have those moments in it. You'd kind of take those out. But they do a really great job. Ryan Coogler does a really great job of leaving those human moments in, so that you actually have feeling towards the characters in the film itself. And all the characters are great. Like I actually enjoyed, I mean, uh, especially like Chadwick Boseman is amazing as Black Panther. He's very, he's, he's charismatic. He's, um, he's, he's fun. He's funny. He has really great moments, especially with, uh, with the other characters around him. Um, he has a re- he has like a regal he, he does kind of present a regal side but at the same time uh he seems approachable i love i love the moments when he's walking in the streets amongst the people now of course he's he's being protected by the door melage but there's a sense that he's not afraid to be amongst his own people and that's that's a great thing and and the rest of the characters in the film just have amazing moments like Shuri. Now, Shuri from the comics is a is a tech genius. She's she has in fact been Black Panther for a period of time in the comics when she's taken over uh, for T'Challa. But I love her characterization in this because like her her conversations with him are and like I don't have a sister, but I imagine that's kind of how brothers and sisters react to each other. Just the kind of back and forth, and I love the moment, especially when he when he gets off the ship, and she, uh, you know, is kind of laying into him about upgrading uh, upgrading his beads, and he she walks away, and he insults her. Just just their whole back and forth is uh, is amazing, and the fact that all the women in this film have have purchased all the women in in this film have have a point of view and are powerful and are smart and intelligent. Like there is no, there are no victims in this movie. There are no, there are no damsels in distress in Black Panther. Which leads me, honestly, to my favorite character in the entire film, which is Okoye, played by Denai Gurira. Uh, she is probably my favorite character in the film and it's because she is both fierce and funny and sensual. And at the same time, she is like, she is a warrior. Like she is, she, there are moments when she is, when she is both like, when she is feminine and fierce at the same time and I love those moments because she just like there are moments like she has a glint like a look in her eye that is both I can both I can either love you or murder you on <laughs> depending on my mood and that's and that's amazing especially in in the moments 
uh, when she's with uh, Wakabi. Like there's a scene, there's a scene in the throne room when she shoots him. Like she's literally, he says some, and she shoots him some daggers that made me jump in the film. Cause I've seen that. Cause you don't want to see that look on a black woman's face. And I've seen it a couple of times. And I don't like it, but it was a, it was a great performance. And she is such a master at what, at what she does and she's such a mass and she has such a mastery of of who she is just like her her, it, her the fact that she doesn't compromise who she is because of what she serves like she serves Wakanda she serves the crown the crown and the throne of Wakanda and ultimately she'll do she will defend Wakanda against anyone but there are moments especially the moment when Nakia tries to convince uh, Okoye to leave with them to to, to go to uh to to go to the Jabari tribe and she won't like as loyal as she is as she was at that point to T'Challa like she made a point that says that she is loyal to that throne. She will serve whoever is on it. And you got, you got to respect that. And then especially then at the end, when she just gives that moment, when, you know, he, he's going to, when Wakabi's going to ask her if, if she's going to kill him and she looks him dead in the face and says, you know, for Wakanda, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Without hesitation. So, I mean, that's, there's nothing but, you can have nothing but respect for the women in this film. Angela Bassett, uh, Letitia Wright, um, Denai Guerrera, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, like all of these women in this film are powerful and have great moments and great performances. And that is not only is it is it rare to see in Hollywood, but it's something that's absolutely needed to see in Hollywood. And this takes away the excuse of saying that it will it will not work on screen. There is absolutely no reason why we can't see these performances anymore. Like not anymore, but we can't see these performances on screen because they're amazing to watch. They're absolutely amazing to see. So the next character that I want to talk about is Eric Killmonger, uh, played amazingly by Michael B. Jordan. Um, now, a lot of people have talked about how he is, how he's right. And in a, in a sense, he is. It's one of the things that he's probably one of the f- most fully formed villains I've ever seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I've, I've seen every film. I've watched every MCU film. And he is f- probably the most fully realized because you get a sense of why he is who he is and what he wants. Now he's wrong about it. He's wrong about how to get it. And ultimately, if you really think about his plan is what he wants to do is he, he wants to, I was going to say, I mean, spoilers, he wants to arm, um, he wants to arm minorities around the world to rise up against the, uh, the rise up against the countries that they're in and take them over. But in essence, what he's trying to do is he wants to the same way that colonial colonial invaders um, destabilized 
destabilize the continent of Africa, he wants to do the exact same thing, thinking he's going to get a different result. And that's kind of where the, the folly in his plan is. But at the same time, he's, his mindset represents a lot of people, especially, and I'll be honest with you, it, it, it represents uh, people who have been, people who have been raised in violence, who have raised, who have been raised in, who, who don't have a sense of, of who they are and their connection to, to Africa. And that's a lot of us. It's definitely a lot of us in African American community. And to a lot of us, his, his mindset is perfectly valid or, I mean, it's his execution stinks, but his, his mindset and his plan, you know, is, is not the worst. I'll put it to this. It's not the worst thing we've ever heard. But it's a, but he it makes him an interesting character. Just those scenes with, with him and Sterling K. Brown as his father, when he has his own uh, vision quest, are both. Uh, well, not even both. It's just it's it it's heart wrenching, to kind of see that uh, to see that hurt, but to see him try and hide that hurt behind his anger that he's not feeling like he, he he's not allowing himself to feel the anger that he feels uh, at least not uh, well, not angry. he's not allowing himself to feel the hurt that he's feeling because he has decided that his anger is what's going to fuel him. That his anger is what works best for him. And it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's hard to watch but it's uh, but it definitely makes for better, more interesting character development, and that's one of the reasons why I think so many people have either connected with the character or have sympathy for his sympathy for the character itself, and that's an uh, that's that's an interesting prospect. It's a it's it's a rare thing to do in any film. But it's definitely a rare thing to do in a comic book film, because more often than not, the the villain character is just, you know, is just there to kind of to serve the the plot. And uh, and Eric is, you know, is different. He's not um, like all villains. No villain ever sees himself as the villain. But Eric, for the most part, he doesn't see himself as the hero either. Like he really just wants the world to feel the pain that he's felt and he'll do whatever it takes to kind of, to kind of get there. And it, it makes his story tragic, you know, in a sense, like it is kind of like a Shakespearean tragedy. And they even go over that, especially like T'Challa goes over that and has that conversation with his father and says, and, and tells him we made, you made a mistake. You shouldn't have left him. You shouldn't have left him behind. And it's it's a powerful moment that can only happen between a father and son and can only show a transition in a character's mindset. Because ultimately, if you really think about it, like Eric Killmonger wins in the end, because even though he doesn't get it the way he wants, there's a huge sea change in Wakanda based on his acts. And that's something that's going to be interesting to see uh, explored in the next, in the next film. 
and you know the the with the performance of this film there's definitely going to be a next film so uh, i i can't wait to see uh what it what it looks like they need i mean coogler needs to get back on board as both writer and director i'm i'm all i'm awed by his vision and interesting in what he has to, and interested in what he has to say next so um now just to kind of wrap up there are uh, and again just spoilers i don't understand anyone that gets up and leaves in the middle of a marvel film i mean not in the middle but at the end of a marvel film when the credits start to roll i don't know if they think that i don't know if they just don't care that there's after credit scenes or they don't think that they're important i mean i just don't get it i don't get the mindset but i'll tell people like look there are two after credit scenes in black panther and just let y'all know i'm wearing my black panther t-shirt that i got today from loot crate which is yeah, I'll go into that later. But um, the two after credit scenes. The first one is kind of a button on the whole uh, first part of the Wakanda thing. Like him kind of taking on the legacy of his father and deciding that he's going to not open the borders, but uh, he's he addresses, I guess, a, a he addresses a session of the UN and they, you know, they kind of dismiss Wakanda out of hand and ask, you know, well, what, what can your, what can your country offer the world? And you kind of get that, that smile, that smirk on his face where he's going to say, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. And that's, that's a great kind of segue into a second film where, you know, they're not, uh, he's not hiding anymore, but at the same time, how much of Wakanda's resources are they going to share before it becomes a problem? So I think that's going to be an interesting uh, through line to see in the next film. Um, also, the the final after credit scene uh, involves Bucky Barnes. So you got Bucky's back, and you got Shuri, who is uh, you know fixed her uh, fixed another white boy, and uh, she has decided to you know to have him out in the village and he's, he's there. And I think he's, he's convalescing cause she has, she is tr- doing what she can to, in fact, what she says, she's, she's rebooted him or she's trying to reboot him. Like she is, she's taking away the, the, the influence of the key of the code words that turn him into winter soldier, but leaving his memories intact. So that's kind of like the the that's kind of like the through line into Infinity War, because if you've seen Infinity War, if you've seen the trailer for Infinity War, you know that um, that Bucky's on in Wakanda and he's he's going into battle. It looks like he's got a brand new uh, vibranium arm to work with. So that's going to be that's going to be interesting to see. And uh, on that end, I mean, that's kind of like the, that's kind of where we are. I mean, I'm definitely going to, I mean, I'm telling you right now to go see this film. I'm saying there's no reason not to see this film. If you didn't go the first weekend, definitely go this weekend. It's an amazing film. If you've seen it once, see it again. There are going to be things in it that you, uh, that you missed the first time around. You're going to see some, some character moments, some character development that you, that 
you may have glossed over to get to the action, but it's definitely worth checking out. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to see it a few more times. I think it's a great film. I think, uh, I think I gave it on my, I think I, I, I rated it like a 9.8 out of 10. Um, which I think, I don't know if I was, you know, being a, you know, being conservative at that time. I couldn't, at this point, I, st- I, I'm having a hard time really finding anything wrong with the film. But if you go to, uh, www.superpoweredfancast.com, which you can see right here, um, you can see, you can read, uh, my articles, you can read news items, you can read about, uh, you can read my, uh, reviews, you read my review of the film. Uh, I, I go into a lot more detail on things that I enjoyed. There are going to be a lot more stories coming up about um, my impression of, of Eric's, uh, Eric's viewpoint and what that means going forward for Wakanda. I'm going to speculate on, on, on the next part of the story for, um, for Black Panther and just a lot of, uh, just a lot of stuff I'm going to be talking about as far as that goes. But at the same time, I read a lot of comics. I watch a lot of films. I, I, I get a lot of movie news and I put it all up there on superpowered fan cast for you all to see. So if you want to know, um, know the things that I know or read the things that I read, uh, you can go to superpoweredfancast.com. Um, also, uh, you can find me on Twitter at superpowered fan. Uh, just go there. If you, you follow me, I do follow back. I do respond to uh, to tweets and DMs. Uh, anything that you want to know about what I'm doing and uh, things like that, just just let me know. Uh, also, if you want to go to if you want to advertise on on the uh, podcast, you go to advertisecast.com uh, and look for a superpowered fancast, and you can see what uh, what ads that uh, we offer. Uh, what kind of what kind of ad buys and positions and and pricing, and uh, definitely drop us a line and let us know. Um, and on that note, uh, this is Darren from the uh, Superpowered Fancast signing off, and I'll see you again later. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!